Real quick, before we get into the show, I wanted to share a new service called Getita that Ken and I have been using that has made us over $10,000 in Amazon reimbursements. The service requires no monthly subscription, and Getita collects a small percentage of the money they recover for you. It takes less than five minutes to set up and works on all Amazon marketplaces. Go to getita.com, G-E-T-I-D-A, and enter promo code FTM400. That's FTM for firing the man 400 to get your first $400 in reimbursements commission free. How much money does Amazon owe you? Welcome everyone to the Firing the Man podcast, a show for anyone who wants to be their own boss. If you sit in a cubicle every day and know you are capable of more, then join us. This show will help you build a business and grow your passive income streams in just a few short hours per day. And now your hosts, serial entrepreneurs, David Schomer and Ken Wilson. Welcome, everyone, to the Firing the Man podcast. On today's episode, we go through things that get us pumped up and motivated to get to work and achieve our goals. Way back in 2021, on episode four of the Firing the Man podcast, which was titled How to Be More Efficient and Productive with Your Time, both Ken and I enjoyed a glass of scotch and talked about the things that got us motivated. That episode ended up being one of our most downloaded podcasts of all time. And after one of our Firing the Man listeners, shout out Suzanne, mentioned that she loved that episode, we are back to revisit that topic. Ken, what's going on, man? David, how you doing, man? Well, we're not in the studio. This is a virtual podcast. And so I'm pumped to be on and sharing with the audience today. I think we've got a, a good message to share. Motivation is much needed, you know, especially in the, we're primarily in the Amazon FBA space. And it's uh, in e-commerce in general, I think with the COVID hangover, sales slumping, anytime you're faced with adversity, you need, you know, motivation really helps. Yeah. What do you think, David? Yeah, I think especially in this profession, you know, I I work about 50 feet from where I sleep and about 30 feet from where I hang out with my family in the living room, right? I work from home. And if you compare this profession to say like a NBA basketball player that has an intro song and people cheering them on, you, you kind of need to create create an environment that gets you pumped up and motivated because you're kind of fighting a faceless enemy and oftentimes you're by yourself. And so that like sense of community that you'd be getting pumped up with isn't occurring. And so there are certainly things through like my morning routine that are part of this, like getting me in the right frame of mind to get into the office and, and get to work. And so let's get into it. So anything else you want to add on that before we dive into our list? The only other thing I would say is like you made a good point. And I think like it's it's crucial to share with everybody. Like I personally try to bake these motivation tactics into my daily routines, into my weekly routines to break up the monotony. Because you said like yourself, like you were working from home, unless you like, unless you build it into your schedule, it won't, it won't just naturally motivate you. Maybe, maybe it will. I don't know. But mine doesn't, I have to like build these into my daily schedule and weekly schedule. And so, uh, you know, as the audience is listening to this, try to like think of your daily schedule and your weekly schedule and how you can bake in some of these, you know, these strategies and tactics. So David, what's your first one? All right. So this is a YouTube video by Jocko Willink titled 
good. It's a short YouTube video. And I've actually, here's how I use this. I downloaded this to my phone and this is my alarm clock. At at 5 a.m. every morning, I hear Jocko waking me up. And I have to tell you, my wife hates it. But I find this to be really motivating. So I'm going to read through it. However, I think after listening to this podcast, you should go check it out. Because in Jocko's like grumbly, grumbly Navy SEAL voice, it just sounds way better. So here we go. How do I deal with setbacks, failures, delays, defeats, or other disasters? I actually have one fairly simple way of dealing with these situations summed up in one word. Good. This is something that one of my direct subordinates, one of the guys who worked for me, a guy who became one of my best friends, pointed out. He would pull me aside with some major problem or issue that was going on, and he'd say, boss, we've got this thing, this situation, and it's going terribly wrong. I would look at him and say, good. And finally, one day, he was telling me about something that was going off the rails. And as soon as he finished explaining it to me, he said, I already know what you're going to say. And I asked, what am I going to say? And he said, you're going to say, good. He continued, that's what you always say. When something is wrong or going bad, you just look at me and say, good. And I said, well, I mean it, because that is how I operate. So I explained to him that when things are going bad, there's going to be some good that will come out of it. Oh, the mission got canceled? Good. We can focus on another one. Didn't get the new high-speed gear we wanted? Good. We can keep it simple. Didn't get promoted? Good. More time to get better. Didn't get funded? Good. We own more of the company. Didn't get the job you wanted? Good. Go out, gain more experience, and build a better resume. Got injured? Good. Need a break from training. Got tapped out? Good. It's better to tap out in training than tap out on the street. Got beat? Good. We learned. Unexpected problems? Good. We have to figure out a solution. That's it. When things are going bad, don't get all bummed out. Don't get all bummed out. Don't get startled. Don't get frustrated. No, just look at the issue and say, good. And so that, I really like that. And I think it it definitely applies to business because undoubtedly there is going to be something that comes up. Like in Kenny, you know, you and I have been really a, a lot lately dealing with problems. If you let those get you down, it will absolutely crush you and you'll burn out. And so I like this perspective. It's a good way to start my day and it really gets me pumped up. So Kenny, awesome. have you heard that? Have you heard that YouTube clip? I have not heard that YouTube clip, but I saw Jocko willing his talk live last year at Traffic and Conversion Summit, and he is a monster. Like, he is a wealth of... Yeah, when he enters the room, like, he takes command. Like, so I'm going to go and, and, and watch that. I, I I like that. Check it out. And, and to all of our listeners, we'll post a link to it in the show notes. So, Ken, what do you got at the top of your list? All right. So, number one, unfortunately, we can't play any music because uh, we don't want to get sued, right? And so, we already have enough problems, so we're not going to get sued on the music. And so, but we will post links in the uh, show notes to um, if we have any music or videos. And so, probably my n- number one pop song of all time to get me pumped up and motivated, not only for work, like if I'm going to go for a run, if I'm going to train, lift weight, whatever I'm doing, this is the number one song that gets me jacked up. And it is by Fort Minor. And the name of the song is Remember the Name. And if you listen to that song, it will motivate you. You'll be jacked up. Your heart rate will start racing. You're going to want to go out and go for a five-mile jog or something, or you're going to want to do something. And so that is my number one song for 
motivation. And I'm going to give a little bonus kicker. I grew up in the country. And so I don't really like country music too much, but every once in a while, one will like tug at me a little bit. And this one recently, when I drive, I've been listening to like a little bit of softer music to kind of tamp down on my road rage. And so this one popped on a few a few weeks ago and I heard it. And I'm like, I really like this. And so this, this singer's got a really kind of cool Southern raspy voice and the lyrics are just really cool. And it just makes you, it just thinks of like, um, it makes you think of me. It makes me think of like working hard, grinding it out, and it just gets you pumped. And so this song is called Nose on the Grindstone by Tyler Childs. I hope I'm not butchering the name, but that one there, go take a listen to that one. I think you'll really like um, it motivates me. It, it makes me think of hard work and just pushing through. You know, when you're when you're burnt out, when you don't want to work anymore, when you don't want to do anything, that one just kind of it helps me push through. And so we'll put links to both of those in the uh in the show notes. David, have you heard either of those? I have, yeah. The Fort Minor song I'm a big fan of. And I, I'll tell you, if you could, and it's it's really interesting, like what music can do for a person. Like if, yeah. if you were to take the feeling that you get after listening to the Fort Minor song and put it into a pill, everybody would want that pill. It it elevates your mood, like it just elevates your day. And so, and kind of like keeping this theme going on music, number two on my list is a song by The Script featuring Will I Am called Hall of Fame. I'm a huge fan of this song. There's a line in there, you can go the distance, you can go the mile, you can go straight through hell with a smile. And I love that. I really like that song. And, and similar to the two that you mentioned, belongs on any like getting pumped up playlist. So if you haven't heard it, check it out. Awesome. I'm going to go with my second one. And so this one here, I've got a couple of examples for this one too. And I think like this one is really, really crucial for for not only motivating you, but also helping from burnout, which I think is the same as motivating you, right? And so it's talking about your wins. This is something that I really never started doing until a few years ago. A mentor of mine was like, you know, you need to like, you're grinding every day. You're doing this huge list of tasks. You need to pause and reflect back on wins and and what you did accomplish. Other than like what I used to do was like have a massive massive list of all the stuff I need to get done. And then at the end of the day, scratch off a few of those. And then I have that same list for the next day. And so now I, I kind of think about, oh, well, for that day, I got, you know, this and this accomplished and that's a win. And so, you know, celebrating your wins, it's very, very crucial and it's motivating. Um, you can do it at the end of your day. You can do it at the beginning of your next day before you start your day. Think about your wins from the prior day, however you want to structure your day, but but t- take a few minutes, reflect back on your wins. So you, it, you do make progress. Sometimes it doesn't feel like we make progress, but we do. And it might be in centimeters or inches, but we're making progress. And if you look, if you take back, if you take a step back and look at it over a month, over 12 months, 24 months, there's lots of progress. And two examples that I've kind of baked into my my schedule is uh, besides my daily wins that I kind of look at my sheet, let, got those done, boom, knocked them out. David, you and I on, on our team calls every Friday, we kind of go around the room and and everybody shares their wins. And so it's really uplifting to, to hear all of the wins from everybody on the team, like what they've been working on, what they accomplished, because sometimes we don't see what everybody else is doing. And just to hear all of everybody else's wins, it's very motivating. And the other thing, and one of my masterminds, we open that with the same thing. 
what what it, what was your win since the last time? And and so just hearing other people's wins is motivating because you're like, man, they're crushing it. They're you know, it's like it's good. You don't want to go into a room and 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 let everybody complain. If you're going in somewhere and you're listening to people complain, you're going backwards. So find some place where you're going in and everything is positive and you're listening to wins. I definitely agree with that. And to anybody managing a team, this is something that you absolutely should do. I think it sets a good tempo for a meeting. It's a good way to get updates from your team on what's going on. What are some things that your team is excited about and engaged in? You know, as a as a business owner, if you can find that, if you can find what your employees really like working on or what gets them excited, you can hopefully find more projects like that. And so I think this is, if you're not doing this, try it out at your next team meeting. And I think it just sets the tone for a great meeting. Yeah, absolutely. David, what's your next one? All right. So this one, I have to tell you, I I was on the fence about including this because this is a practice I've done for a while. And anytime I've shared it with somebody, here's some of the responses that I've gotten. You're sick in the head. There's something wrong with you. But this is what gets me motivated. What you're saying is you're going to be vulnerable with us. I'm being vulnerable. All right. Okay. So no, this is no judgment zone. This is just what works for me. So and I also want to say that if if I'm doing something and somebody says, you can do it. I obviously like that. I would compare that to like an 85 octane gasoline. However, if someone says you cannot do this, it is like rocket fuel. I like that. I like like proving people wrong. I don't know why. I just, I find that to be more motivating. And so since 2010, I have kept a list in my phone of whenever somebody says something that is maybe doubtful of my abilities, I put it in my phone and it's called the haters list. And then on my wall in my office, I have, it's the Hall of Fame haters list. It's taped on the back of my door and I'm going to read through these. It's it's really five things that were oh, a little mean that people said to me, but it just gives me motivation. So the first one was from a coworker right before I fired the man. And I actually, he didn't say it directly to me. I overheard him say this. And here's the quote, David will never make it. He will be bankrupt in one year and come back begging us for his job back. And when I heard that, I stopped and I typed it in my phone and it made it into the Hall of Fame. In fact, it's at the top. So the next one is, uh, this is from 2004. I'm petty. I'm petty. But this one really stuck with me. I can close my eyes and remember right where I was at. And it goes like this. You were born the son of two doctors with a silver spoon in your mouth. That is a recipe for a lazy and entitled loser. And that was from a friend's dad. And I like, again, this is rocket fuel for me. I, I really feed off of this. The next one was from a professor. When I mentioned that I wanted to take the CPA and CFA, they said, why don't you aim for something a little bit more practical? Your odds of achieving that is sub 5%. And let's be honest, you are not very good at taking standardized tests. And they made it into the Hall of Fame. One was recently, this was from 2022. When we were right in the middle of the pandemic and talking about starting our first factory, I had talked to somebody in manufacturing and their response was, accountants do accounting. They don't open factories. Besides, what do you know about manufacturing? And so, and guess what? We not only opened one, but two of those. And then the last one, and this one was uh, from my dad. This was I'm going to explain this when I am done. When you were in high school, you claimed to study as hard as you could. However, you fell short on your academic goals. If you take this work ethic to college, you will flunk out in your first semester. And so you may hear that and say, what kind of dad would say that to his son? And my response is one that has taken the time 
time to really understand how his kid's brain works. And I think my dad is similar in that if somebody doubts him, he kind of use that, uses that as fuel. And so I think if he would have said, good job, good luck, you can do it. I probably would not have been as motivated as if you continue on this path, you're going to flunk out. I got a 4.0 best semester and my first semester of college and it worked. It worked. So this is, yeah, this is my Hall of Fame for haters and I find it to be very helpful. So Ken, what do you think of that? Am I sick in the head? No, no, I totally disagree with whoever said that you're sick in the head. I think that those statements have been very impactful to you and and hurtful and and you've used them to motivate you. And so you've turned them from negative into positive to motivate you. And so I I I do the same thing. Like I have those I didn't write them down and put them on my door, but I I hold them in my head like you I you know, it's like I I think I think probably a lot of people have those. And for all the haters out there, you know, hey, you're motivating us to do better. And so I, yeah, I disagree with who said sure messed up in the head. I and and it's also you just showed them that they're wrong because you've taken that and you've used it to motivate you. And so I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think any way you can motivate yourself, you know, I, I know um like Arnold Schwarzenegger from bodybuilding back in those days, he did the same thing. People told him you're never gonna you're not you don't have genetics, you're not gonna do it. He wrote it down and used that like I, I've heard that a lot where people use those to motivate them. So I think that's I think it's great. And I, I think what's good is like you wrote them down and you put them on the door. Like that's front and center, right? Like that's a reminder of, you know, hey, it drives you and, and pushes you. And so yeah, I think it's great. Yeah. To everybody in my Hall of Fame. Thank you. You have given me motivation. So I appreciate it. Ken, what's next on your list? So this next one here is, this one's very important to me. I, I kind of like yours where you you have some that you're going to be vulnerable. This one here is like, it involves my kids. And so it's pretty important. It's very important to me. And so a lot of times we say, you know, you hear a lot, well, kids are, um, I want to do something for my kids. I want to work hard. I want to not only provide for them, you know, give them the things that they need, buy them the things that they want, make them happy, make sure they're happy and cared for and everything, right? Providing for your kids is a common like motivator. This one for me, like goes a little bit deeper. So my kids put some perspective. They're a little bit older. They're 16 and 18. And so that's how old my kids are. So now I'm getting to the point where I'm almost through the phase of, oh, hopefully I'm almost through the phase of, of give, making them happy and giving them the things they need. Hopefully they're going to be able to do that on their own very soon. And, and so for me, it's kind of moved into a phase of modeling for them. And, and what I mean by modeling for them is I saw something, uh, a poster, and it was very, very impactful, probably a year, year and a half ago. And it, and it showed a picture of a guy, he was in the gym and his son was in the gym and his son was about four years old. And he was kind of standing in the corner and, and the, the, the dad was lifting weights and it had like a little bubble. And, and it said the little boy was just sitting there, just kind of, it had a little bubble of him. It had a question mark and he was watching his dad work out. And the saying is like, you know, it's very tough to sometimes teach kids things. I, I like sit my kids down all the time and lecture them. Don't stay out late. Don't do drugs. You know, do, you know, just lecture, lecture. They're not going to, they're not going to listen to that. Most times they don't. They're just like, well, okay, I won't do it anymore, dad, and leave. And they just don't learn from that. But what they do learn from is sitting back and watching what I do and what behaviors I'm modeling. You know, like I always try to, if we're out in public and, I, and we see someone that's like homeless or they need help or something, I'm going to go over to them. What do you, you know, are you hungry? Do you need water? What, what can we do to help? 
help you. My kids see that. And so they're going to be, that's going to be normal for them, modeling behavior for them. Another example is, you know, working hard, you know, am I going to sleep in in the mornings or am I going to, am I, am I going to think like I need to get up and work hard. And so my kids, you know, when they're up, when, when they wake up and they're like, oh, dad's already worked out. He's already in his office working like, man, you know, when, as they, as they get older and get into that mindset and even now they're going to think like, you know, my dad's doing that and that's kind of normal and, and I need to be doing that. And so for me, modeling behaviors is very motivating. And so, and for my kids to, to, to teach them and not only, not really to provide for them, to teach them and to help them because lecturing them doesn't work. But when I model behaviors, good behaviors, um, how I'm treating people, how hard I'm working, you know, am I eating good? Am I exercising? All of the stuff that you want to teach your kids. I've learned that modeling your own behaviors is most of the battle. Uh, and to me, that's motivating. That that motivates me to do better with my fitness and my health and my work and, and everything. And so that one's definitely, definitely super motivating for me. Definitely. Definitely. All right. So that is the conclusion of our lists. I would encourage anybody that is feeling like having a tough time getting motivated to try out a couple of these. And also, Ken and I would love to hear what gets you motivated and what gets you pumped up. So hit us up, uh, support at firingtheman.com. We'd love to hear what, what gets you pumped up. So thank you everyone for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Before you go, we wanted to share a new service that Ken and I have been using called Getita that has made us over $10,000 in Amazon reimbursements. The service requires no monthly subscription and Getita collects a small percentage of the money they recover for you. It takes less than five minutes to set up and works on all Amazon marketplaces. Go to getita.com, G-E-T-I-D-A dot com and enter promo code FTM400. That's FTM for firing the man 400 to get your first $400 in reimbursements commission free. How much money does Amazon owe you?